This encore program for Fire on the Earth was chosen based on the request from many listeners. Ave Maria Radio and Renewal Ministries presents Fire on the Earth, a compelling look at the new evangelization through inspiring teachings, interviews, and testimonies. Welcome, friends. This is Peter Herbeck, your host, and we're going to continue today to talk about the longings of the human heart. If you didn't have a chance to tune into the program this week, I picked up this theme a few days ago. There's seven longings. There probably are more, but there's seven fundamental longings in the human heart, God-given to us, that express something about, obviously, how God made us and how he wants to draw us into a fuller experience and knowledge and relationship, confidence and trust in God by yielding to and cooperating with how he made us. And as I mentioned, that the devil, as always, you know, he has counterfeits and he tries to twist what God has created and have us go on bunny trails and pursue counterfeit pleasures, counterfeit responding to various longings that we have and looking in the wrong places to satisfy it. If you haven't had a chance to tune in the program this week, I encourage you to, you can listen to the programs you missed, going to our website at renewalministries.net. Feel free to browse uh, the website. A lot of good stuff there in terms of teaching, a free material there, videos, television program choices we face, and other things. One way you could really most easily access the program is uh, by downloading the Renewal Ministries app from the App Store, as well as the Ave Maria app. You can have access to these programs whenever it's convenient for you. And also, if you've been blessed by the programs, help us spread the word on the programs. I mean, friends, we are living at a time when friends of ours need encouragement. The world needs encouragement. We need more truth. We need more light. We need more mercy. We need more kindness. We need more reality and knowledge of God. And you can just, you know, encourage your friends, share the uh, app with them and have them spread the word. So here we're in this season of Advent. And part of the reason I'm touching on the longings that God has put into us, you know, God is the one who obviously he made us. He's the God of pleasure. Pleasure is God's idea. Talked about a little bit earlier in the week. The right pleasure ordered to the right things. And the scriptures really give to us what Paul would call the superior pleasures of knowing Christ Jesus. There's inferior pleasures that we pursue in this world. And the Holy Spirit, God's gift to us to transform us, to transform our mind, to renew our mind and heart and heal our emotions, friends, and heal our imagination and heal our will and our capacity to subdue the desires that are disordered in us, and to seek and to long for, the Holy Spirit will give us a hunger for the superior pleasures of God. And these are what satisfy us. And so it takes us deeper than what oftentimes the Christian life is reduced, okay, to spiritual combat. Yes, it is. But I've got to be a better rule follower. I've got to get, I've got to be more consistently obeying the commandments. That's true. But, it doesn't happen just by willing it, by trying harder and overcoming the sin in us and the weakness. God knows exactly who we are, and he's given us the Holy Spirit to help us. And one of the ways that we overcome addictions to or habit patterns of sin to be pursuing inferior pleasures that, that are inconsistent with God's purpose and will in our lives is not only to just say no, no, no to it, which can help, you know, we need to make that first step, but 
the Lord gives us the superior pleasure that comes from knowing him that begins to satisfy the longings in our life that cause us to run in directions that end up leaving us empty, lost, broken, discouraged, despairing, depressed. That's the devil's strategy. We talked about the first two longings. The first longing is to be assured of God's enjoyment, that God actually enjoys us. Number two, the longing to be fascinated. Today I want to talk, begin with longing number three, the longing to be beautiful. First of all, beauty comes from where? From God. God is beautiful. He's the beautiful God. He's the one who created us. And we long to possess beauty in our lives, both internal and external. You can see it. Just think about how much focus there is on it, television and media, and how constantly commercials are about how you can become more beautiful. Wear this clothing, wear this makeup, change the way you look so that you can be beautiful. And we're susceptible to this when we we don't really have within us confidence in the true beauty that can only come from God. And God's beholding us, God's helping us receive and understand what true beauty is. The beauty that God has in himself is the beauty that he wants to impart to his people. And he does it through the gift of his son and through the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. You know, Psalm 90, verse 17 says, Let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. Jesus has come to give us, to open heaven, to give us a share even now in the glory that belongs to him. And part of the journey of the Christian life is to see the beauty of God. And when we see the beauty of God, it reflects back on us. And we see the beautiful God made us. And what he made was good and it's beautiful. But not the way the world talks about it, like sexy or focus on, you know, the over-focus on the physical external dimensions of it. External beauty is a wonderful thing. But it's not the same thing that God, of God's beauty. Isaiah 61.3, Isaiah talked about to give them beauty for ashes and oil of joy for those who are mourning. God exchanges, you know, the mourning, the ashes that are in life. What is God's beauty? Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body? God is going to give us the most beautiful you will ever be is when your body has been glorified by God. It's going to mirror, it's going to participate fully, and, and we do now only In a veiled way, we're participating in it. But the saints show us the beauty of God, aren't they? Remember, the saints are are so beautiful. Mother Teresa, even in her wrinkled face, friends, everyone's captivated by the beauty that's there. And think about 1 Peter chapter 3. Let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and a quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. I remember when Debbie and I were in Germany years ago and at a conference and I was speaking at this large conference, about 5,000 people, mostly all European aristocrats. It was a, it was a conference on the family, it was called, but the last speaker, there were probably like 40 speakers during the week, highly credentialed people, you know, except for me. And the last speaker was Mother Teresa. And it really was a sophisticated crowd and not too impressed with too many things at this stage in their life. But I tell you what, we're all there. 
and this lineup of young people all dressed in the same kind of nice clothing created a pathway for her to walk, and she came walking down the aisle of this uh, big conference hall, and she didn't say a word. She's coming down. People began to cry, not everybody, but people began to cry all around the room. Some people just bowed their heads. People just, others just couldn't, you know, just did everything they could to get a glimpse of her. And the aura of sanctity. And there was a beauty about her that's, that the world can't recognize. She's this tiny little, slightly hunchbacked, you know, arthritic fingers, wrinkly face, all that stuff. And she was so beautiful. And that's what's being described here by Peter. Our culture's obsessed with physical beauty. Internal and external beauty are all part of God's plan and purpose, but the deep stuff is what's inside. The fourth longing, the longing to be great. God has given us a desire to be great. And this is one of the ways, you know, sometimes Christians struggle with this, like, because the world shows us greatness, like pushing myself forward to be recognized, to be applauded, to exude power and influence, and, and people can just stand in awe of us. That's not what God defines as great. Jesus came and defined it for us. Whoever desires to become great among you, let him be your servant. Matthew twenty twenty six. Isn't that interesting? You say, just straight out, what does it mean to be great? It's to be a, the servant of all. It's to follow in the footsteps of the great one. Whoever does, does and teaches God's commands, this is from the um, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, he shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. There's a lot of stuff celebrated on earth as great, and there's just popularity, money, power, glitz, all this stuff. It's constantly, perpetually being celebrated. And that's all part of, I think most of it is often a disordered expression of the greatness of what God calls us to be. So the human race was created to be crowned forever with glory and honor in God's salvation. You've crowned him with glory and honor, Hebrews chapter 2, verse 7. That's the greatness that we're made for. People are crowned here on earth. People are celebrated, as I said. And to the degree that those are good, they just they image what everyone who's responding to God's creative purpose in their life fully will share the greatest among you will be the servant of all longing number five we long for intimacy without shame we long for intimacy without shame in knowing and being known by god but because of our sin because of our weakness we can also walk in shame and like adam and eve we run and hide and cover ourselves cover our nakedness and god looks at us he looks by that right We can know him and we can be known in a way that mirrors Jesus in the way the Father knows the Son and the way the Son knows the Father. The deep intimacy. Jesus, John chapter 10, I know my own and my own know me, even as the Father knows me and I know the Father. God entrusts his secrets to the hearts of his people. He wants to bring healing to your heart. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. Psalm 25, verse 14. The Lord wants to rejoice with those who rejoice, to weep with those who weep. He's in our corner. He knows, he looks on us, and he can see our painful struggle with sin. 
He knows our shameful deeds. He continues to believe in our intentions to love him, though. Right? He doesn't let it define us. Always remember, friends, weak love is not false love, which the devil wants to accuse us of. You stumbled, you fell, you are no good, you're not, you know. And he wants to walk on us. He wants us to get to the place where we just constantly feel shame and we hide our face from God. The longing, longing number six, the longing to be wholehearted and passionate. We do have a longing for a deepest affection for God. That's what it's really about. God empowers us to be passionate. We're to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's what that's for. A lot of people are passionate about a lot of things on the earth. You see all kinds of ads all the time or little videos, promotional videos to say, come with me, I'll show you how to live a passionate and full life. Well, the reason we long for that is often we're stuck. We're not living what we feel is like a very deeply wholehearted, meaningful life where the whole person is attached. I have to just limit it because I just have a few seconds left in the program. But this is really what it's all about, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And this is the only satisfying way to live wholeheartedly and passionately. Finally, longing number seven is for significance and to make a lasting impact in the world. Our longing for relevance is satisfied as we realize that even our small acts of service done in love make an eternal impact on God's heart. Whoever gives only a cup of cold water to profit shall by no means lose his reward. The Lord remembers every little act of love. It will be celebrated and magnified forever in heaven. God bless you, friends. Have a wonderful weekend. Each program of Fire on the Earth with Peter Herbeck can be downloaded at AveMariaRadio.net and RenewalMinistries.net. Fire on the Earth is a production of Ave Maria Radio. Friends, I'd like to offer you my new booklet, Receiving Fire. Jesus said, I have come to cast fire on the earth. Would that it were already ablaze. That fire is the purifying love that burns in the heart of Jesus. A fire of grace for those who receive it, but a fire of judgment for those who refuse it. If you'd like a copy of this free booklet, call 1-800-282-4789 or contact us on the web at renewalministries.net slash foe. That's renewalministries.net slash foe.